T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour three. Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. It's your home for Super Bowl 57, which you can listen to on WEEI on your phone. Our Westwood One game will stream in the Boston metro area. Download the Odyssey app, save WEEI as a favorite, and listen wherever you go. You'll get the Eagles and the Chiefs right there on your phone. And speaking of Kansas City, they're in the Super Bowl. They're representing the AFC again. Patrick Mahomes already has a championship. This is his third trip to the big game. The Patriots have to be thinking about how to close the gap between themselves and the Chiefs. And I just look at it and say, this might have been your year to close the gap, and it, and the gap got even bigger. This was your opportunity to do it. The Chiefs are really rebuilding on the fly, changing things around, shuffling things up, getting rid of Tyreek Hill. It's Patrick Mahomes and... I don't want to say a bunch of nobodies at receiver, but basically a bunch of nobodies at receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster feels like he's way past his prime. You know, Valdez Scantling, I guess, has been a decent addition. They have some young receivers. Hardman, when he's healthy. They drafted Sky Moore, who I liked a lot, in the draft a year ago. But it's Patrick Mahomes and a bunch of twos and threes to be charitable, maybe threes and fours at wide receiver, which is how the Patriots often build it. And the problem is when you don't have Mahomes, that doesn't work. How do you close the gap on Kansas City when this should have been the year, Mego? You were going to close that gap, and the gap got even wider. How do you do that? Well, with that premise, you are yada yadaing past Travis Kelsey, who I know is not a wide receiver, but he did have thir- over 1,300 Fair. receiving yards during the regular season. So that's a pretty nice weapon that they still kept for him. But it is jarring when you look at the rest of their receivers compared to even what the Patriots receivers were because – they didn't have a great receiving group in Kansas City. And their next leading receiver, if you're taking Travis Kelsey as a tight end out of it, Juju Smith-Schuster had 933 yards. Your that's top, actually, that's more than yeah, I would have guessed. Your most productive receiver by far is Jacoby Myers, had, who had 804. And it's kind of scary because you basically had to go down to the fourth receiver in their depth chart to get to the second most productive receiver anywhere near in the same ballpark on New England. So I think if you're looking just from a weapons perspective, which as we talked about before, what you're looking at in free agency and your history, your recent history with the draft is the tough place for you to build on in wide receiver. You are really far away from a team that doesn't have a good positional group there. And that's scary for you. Well, and we talked about earlier, you know, 
wide receiver may be the second most important position on the field, and will the Patriots ever be able to figure it out? And we can circle back to some of that later on. But you mentioned free agency, and it's not a good free agent class. But the salary cap numbers came in yesterday. The cap goes up by $16 million. The Patriots have a bunch of cap space, and they have a bunch of money to spend, more importantly, whether it's cap money or real money. The Crafts have plenty of money to spend on this team. So let's not forget what Bill Belichick said in his farewell press conference, or his, his season wrap, I should say. Farewell to the season, not farewell to New Breaking England. Breaking news. <laughs> Although I had have, I have my fingers crossed for it, it was going to be a farewell press conference. It was just a farewell to the season, his season wrap press conference, I should say. Back on January 9th, here's what he had to say about the Patriots and their recent spending. When you look at the National Football League and the salary cap situation, and it's the same for all teams, um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame uh so one year is a polaroid snapshot but actually there are multiple years involved at some point the reconciliation has to come so spending in 2020 our spending in 2021 and our spending in 2022 the aggregate of that uh was we were 27th in the league in cash spending so (laughs) so a couple years were low one year was high but over a three-year period, um, we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. So had we averaged that out and in those three years, you would have had the same numbers. So whether it's two low and one high or two medium or three medium or two sort of high and one really low, whatever it is, yeah, it, yeah. there's an average that comes. And so that's, that's the three-year average, the last 27th one. in the league in cash spending. Okay. So he, he loses us a little bit there at the end. Well, it's too medium or oh, one high or whatever. A little bit there at I the end. I would say he lost me through the whole thing. No, it doesn't no. doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense? Oh, they're, they're the, we the, looked at it over this three-year period that I selected instead of looking at it oh, starting well, in 2021 well, of course when I started spending money and a lot of that money is still on the books going forward, especially with Johnny Smith. Of course it's arbitrary, but if you're... If you're interpreting that, it's we need to go spend this offseason. And don't you think they're going to spend this offseason? But he's trying to say that he's going to spend this offseason because they actually haven't spent that much too recently. Too low and one which high. Which is crazy. Or, yeah, they were too, it was only one high. It was too low. Too medium or uh, three no, medium? No, no, no. No, was no too, that's no, was not too, what happened. No, it was too low. Three medium. And one <laughs> high. No, there was, one, there was definitely one high. Two sort of high and nope. one really low. No, no, no. No, it was just one high. But, one really high. And then it hangs over your head for the next... Two seasons after that. Okay, season. so I, I just look at it and say they're going to spend. How are they going to spend? I don't know. It could be trading for DeAndre Hopkins, which I know you have your doubts about, Mego. Or it could be, uh, who knows, trading for a big defensive piece. I have no clue. And bringing in money that way, because I don't, I don't really know who they would spend on in this free agent class. I really I'd spend don't. on Schuster. You could have had him two years ago, and he went back to uh, Pittsburgh, just, and then he did one year deal here with so Kansas you're, you're, City. Okay, so uh, you would you would go get Schuster and let, and let Myers go. Myers yes. walk. You think Schuster's that much better? Well, you probably I, get him for less money, yeah, and he had used, better numbers last year. I used year, to be so a yes. lot higher on him a few years ago, but Arkham makes a fair point. Although, again, if we're talking about spending money, I don't care about spending less on a player. I, I want them to spend. Bill Belichick, I think wants them to spend, which is a convenient excuse for him, and the dumpster fire last year, which is what he was doing. He was just shifting blame. But they didn't spend anything last offseason. How how big of a role Bill had in that, I guess we can all debate, but I, I do think they're going to have to go out and upgrade their talent this year. When when they fell off after Brady left, they went out and spent. They fell off last year. I think they're going to go out and spend. How they do it, free agency trades, I have no idea, but I do think they're going to do it. 
how else are you going to close the gap between yourself and Kansas City? I think it's the only way to do it. I agree. I also think the writing was on the wall with this at the beginning of the season. Like, coming out of training camp, I remember reading pieces about how well the Pats were going to be situated with the cap after this season ended. And I was like, oh, my God. Everybody really is pushing it off until next season. That's how bad this is going to be. Yeah. So here we are. And hopefully, hey, it'd be great for us if they go out and spend a ton again. And then we can look at these guys and say, this guy wasn't very productive here. Why do they think he's going to be productive yeah, yeah, yeah. here? Or, you know, or they'll be a fun game. Or they'll spend on somebody in a contract year like Nelson Aguilar or something like that, which is obviously going to fail. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's work through some of these calls before we get to uh, Mego's Eagles fans. Because I know, I know she's now an Eagles fan. I do want to get to, I wanna get to some of these, these Philly sports fans coming up. But let's filter through some of the calls. Matt in New Hampshire has been waiting since our Bruins discussion. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Um, so I just wanted to talk about a little bit about David Pashnak and some of the concerns I've been having about like his turnovers and his defense. Um, so right now, currently, he leads the league in giveaways. And obviously, you don't pay a guy like that for his defense, but like he gave Carolina their first goal the other night. Oh, um, the the first goal the other night was so so brutal, and I'm trying to remember who had it for Carolina, but it was so brutal. Uh-huh. The give the giveaway it was Aho. Thank you. I, I wanted to say it was Stall. That was the empty netter. It was Aho who broke out the other way, and it was such a bad giveaway. He answered his own question for me. Like David Pasternak gives the puck away a lot. Fine. He's also going to score like 60 goals this year. So I'm not that concerned about the giveaways. When he has a bad one, we'll criticize him for it. But there's more good with Pasternak than bad. The people who focus on the giveaways to me are missing missing the point with him and he he's going to deserve every penny he's going to get from the Bruins which probably should be 12 million bucks a year what's up guys I kind of feel like Matt from New Hampshire was actually calling in to see if you could buy his excuse that he was making for himself for Pasternak so now you've given him that permission which is really nice oh why is he uh I don't I don't follow well that he was like you know you don't I know you don't pay a guy oh oh, I see I see I see yes 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 correct Matt correct yeah Yeah, no we're not I don't care about his defense this is like a really softer, more sensitive Jones. Is, He's saying it's okay. You can still cheer for David Pasternak, that's true. even though he is sloppy with the yes, puck sometimes. I'm less rough around the edges. That's true. No, I just again, I I don't really care about I don't care about defense all that much when you bring offense like that. I I don't. I think defense is wildly overrated. I think people you can who, also just people who focus on I don't that, care about defense. I, I don't. People who focus <laughs> on that end of the floor, or that end of the court, or that end of the ice. I just think you know you have it wrong. If you can overpower the other team with offense, that's that's what I'll take every day of the week. Uh, Dwight's in Los Angeles on the Patriots. Go ahead, Dwight. Yes, yeah. I was going to call about because I thought recently before was last year around this time they said they were, uh, the Saints were going to release Michael Thomas. I think that's the receiver they should target because. He's coming off an injury, and I think that's just something you don't have to give a lot of draft capital to. Okay, Michael Thomas, yes or no? I don't. I can't even. I haven't even looked at him. Recently. He hasn't been. At him now. He hasn't he been healthy for three games. Yeah, and he came back and like immediately he got hurt seven last year. Games in twenty twenty. Yeah, out on out on Thomas. This for is me. not. No, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, he feels like the kind of to the to I'm the caller's like, why credit. Why haven't I thought of him in years? He, well, first of all, he hasn't been released yet, right? And and second of all, he's the exact kind of player they'd bring in that they've had very little success with. And maybe somebody would throw like Randy Moss in my face as a guy who had been elite and fallen off, and the the Patriots pounced. Maybe more like Reggie Wayne. That no, year, but that's like, that's more what yeah. it feels like. And I know Thomas is a lot younger than Reggie Wayne or Joey, Joey Galloway, Galloway or yeah. Ocho or one of those guys. But well, he's not really. He's almost thirty, isn't he? Yeah, but that's so much younger than those. It's other younger guys. than those guys. But yeah. for all the injuries he's had, that's an old thirty. You yeah. know, Tory Holt they brought in here at the end of his career. He he's not one of those, but. 
he feels like the reclamation project they'd bring in, we'd all get really excited about it, and then he'd play five games and wouldn't be a part of the offense. That's 29 exactly, years yeah. old, Michael yep. Thomas. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. Bill Belichick likes a project. And so if he can get one. No, he cheap. likes he likes a distressed asset, which I think Thomas is, which is why that seems like a Bill Belichick kind of target. But what they can't if they go out and trade for Hopkins and draft a receiver in the first or second round and sign Michael Thomas off the scrap heap. Great. Like now we're talking. That, OK, that, you would be fine with those first two things. You don't need to add him. No, in but there. I'm saying you can't go into the offseason and be like, we're just going to get the Michael Thomas of old. Right. And I feel like that's how the Patriots would approach you it. They'd be like the draft. No, just signing Michael Thomas and saying we're now good at receiver. They, they do that too often with the distress assets. They think they're still getting Michael Thomas from two or three years ago when he's not the same I'm guy. saying you'd be good if you just got DeAndre Hopkins and a first-round receiver. Good. Oh, Your yes. work's done. Yes, you, you, don't don't even, go, you don't even need you to don't dabble even, in the, you don't the Michael Thomas. You don't need to go Thomas. get distressed assets after that and hope that they work out. Don't need to dip a toe in that water. That's true. Uh, we can get to those Philly fans coming up because those are – those are Megan's people. I think okay. they're great. I love this city the, of Philadelphia. I love how in you know in the morning on Saturday morning you go out and they have cobblestone streets just like us, and it smells like pee, which is something kind of different. Just like it's, it's like a baby a New York. Yeah. yeah, that's that's your city. That's your city. I actually Beautiful. people I actually, are going to think I'm from there. I like the city of Philadelphia. I have no issues with the city of Philadelphia. The fans, like you do. the fans, I could I could leave. I was about to say take or leave. The fans, I could leave. Six one seven city seven, sucks too. Seven seven nine. I like this underrated wow. underrated city. It's a, it's a fun place to go out. Yeah, just don't climb the climb the lamppost there. You know they're all they're all greased up. They got funny sandwiches where people make questionable comments to people. You know, uh, like what? I don't know, just look up some videos. It's actually not that. Funny. Oh, like late night at a yeah. at a. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know. Yeah, late night at a cheesesteak place. Exactly, you fight over a cheesesteak. Charming. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's <laughs> if that's one of the things your city has going on, it's not great. Uh, again, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll continue here with all your feedback. And uh, well, the city of Boston has uh, one athlete on the way in that I want to educate people about, and uh, potentially a pretty significant one on the way out. We'll get to that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And you may want to bet on the Broncos. Uh, According to Adam Schefter a few moments ago, the Saints and the Broncos finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach... Sean Payton. This clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos and become Denver's next head coach. Payton expected to head to Denver as its next head coach. I feel like Schefter said that three or four different ways in one yes. tweet. Uh, but that's the uh, that's the headline there, Payton to Denver. Okay. I saw uh, Florio writing today that basically 
the Walton family, who now owns the Broncos, were cheaping out on these coaching candidates. And Florio said part of the reason they were doing it is because they didn't want to break the bank and bring in an expensive head coach because they didn't want the side glances from the other uh, owners. I believe Florio referred to it as uh, resting rich face is how he referred to it. That's kind of funny. I thought it was a good line. So he said, you know, the other owners will give you a resting rich face when you break the bank on a coach, which is what uh, Dave Tepper went through in Carolina. Did you say this, Arkan? I, 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 forgive me if you just said this. He has the compensation. Denver and the Saints have been discussing two potential packages. Denver's 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-rounder for Sean Payton and the Saints' third, or Denver's 2024 first-round pick and its 2023 fourth-round pick. I see that tweet, too, but that tweet got deleted, so I don't know if oh, there's so been an update or I'm what. I'm sorry, yeah. so he took that down. Okay, so yeah. that's, uh, that's uh, my mistake. I think Denver's own pick, uh, no, number I, five, belongs to no, no. Seattle. I, I see. Oh, he deleted it because he, has, he just said compensation. Right. Denver's 2023 first and next year's second. And this, the, for the Saints, twenty four. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's the updated done. one. Yep. That's done. So that's that's the official. A first this year, uh, and a second next year for Sean Payton, and a third in twenty twenty four. I don't understand it. I mean, I get like I get bringing in Sean Payton. The conflicting reports ahead of time are very bizarre, and I can't understand. They, do they really think that he's going to? That he's going to redeem Russell Wilson? Oh, I think he can. I appreciate really? you guys. Let's yes. go Broncos. Let's I rock. thought Wilson looked awful. He did. No, season. so trust. Look, I thought he looked. Washed. I'm not going to be inconsistent on this either. On coaching versus talent, like Wilson might be done. Uh, so and what he do, you very, do He very much looked done, but I don't know. Sean Payton's a good coach Isn't with a good scheme. Isn't this the definition though of as we said yesterday? Because I couldn't remember the phrase throwing good money after bad. Maybe. I mean, they need a coach. I think it is the da- – you need a coach. You need a coach, it, and it's but... just it's just money you're throwing at a coach. Like who? I mean, I guess if you're saying don't waste the draft picks on and him, And more fine. draft – they yeah. traded all those draft exactly. picks for Wilson. Like, and like what two... is their short-term future going to be? I, what I, I would mean, say is they already they don't – they have to rebuild after Russell Wilson, he's 34 years old. He's not changing. What was it going to be with the extra pick or two? Like, what was it already going to be? I just th- – I think this is n- – it's very interesting. I felt like as Sean Payton went through the process, it didn't feel like Denver was where he ultimately wanted to land. Here's my question. A first and a second. Man. I feel like he was waiting for the Chargers to fire Staley, which they weren't going to do. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, well, Denver's really the only team hanging around. Here's my question. What would what would Bill get you? If Sean Payton's a first and a second... And it's Sean Payton and a third, so it's not it's not really a first and a second, right? Patriots play, fans like to play this game all the sure. time. You're dropping down a round from two to three. It's a first plus, let's call it, for Sean Payton. What what could you get for Bill? Next question. Well, it's hard it's hard to say because with Bill, he's he, he's going to probably coach what two more seasons. Well, this two is what I was going to say. Bill's more accomplished, but Sean Payton's younger. How old is Sean Payton? I should That's what I'm saying. Wow. That, like, so he's he's a decade plus younger. You could bring Bill in and I know if it's if it's a two season thing. Maybe if you have a it would be a very different scenario where you'd probably have a team pretty well set and you had a very So do you think Bill would go for, for more or less? More. Okay. Well, but it would but it would be a I total short term situation. Then I would Wait, trade him. Who is orchestrating is Bill Belichick orchestrating the trade? <laughs> <That's a laughs> good, good question. Good question. Uh my guess is no. That's very important. So I if I could get the same package, that deal right there, forget more. If I could get the same, I would have traded Bill Belichick. I know they're not going to. It's just a hypothetical. I would have traded Bill Belichick. Well, let me ask on the other side, though. Do you like this by the Broncos? Yeah, sure. You need a coach. So, yes, I, I have no problem with it. I want to see what he's getting paid. 
It's who cares be. what he's getting paid? It's I just it's just money out of the why? It's just money out of the owner's pocket. See if this is organizational it's just, incompetence. It's just Walmart money. Who cares? <laughs> the Broncos like being incompetent. No, it has nothing. It. But it has nothing to do with as a fan. It would have nothing to do with you. It's just the owner's money. I don't care what Sean Payton's. At some point, paid. the owners are going to get tired of spending it. I understand caring about the draft picks. Mm-hmm. I do, but I don't know. Sean Payton again was uh, a, a coach with a good scheme. And a coach who won with some different quarterbacks. I mean, he always had Breeze, but when they plugged in Teddy Bridgewater or he turned Taysom Hill into a thing, like he showed he could uh, at work least, around. Yes, at least be decent uh, with other quarterbacks. So I, I trust him to maybe find the next guy uh, behind Russell Wilson, and I trust him to get more out of Wilson, but you're never going to get, and I was wrong about this. I was bullish on the Broncos last year. Arkan knows this. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong. You're never going to get Seattle Russell Wilson back, but can you get more out of him? Maybe sure. they can go I think get Peyton your can. guy, Nikhil. That would be a great pairing. Uh, Get him from the Bears. Now we're talking about something. Speaking of very precious first-round picks, that was a first-round pick that the Broncos may or may not hit on. I'd be fine making this move. I wonder what you could get for Bill. You tell me. 617-779-7937. And if the Patriots could have got this exact package, a first and a second for Bill Belichick, should they have done it? Answer yes. I probably only needed the first-round pick. Again, 617-779-7937. 93.7. Uh, anything else on this before we yeah, get to we our, our newest? A little bit news. more breaking news wow. here, too. Um, you want, go ahead, Megan. Yeah, okay. From Schefter, former 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans reached agreement today on a six-year deal. Per sources, Texans have their new head coach. Okay. So the uh, the coaching logjam is, is getting hammered out a little bit, which makes sense. Uh, maybe everybody was kind of waiting on Sean Payton, that domino, although this one had basically been reported. D'Amico Ryans to the Texans. Not a shocking one, although I, I saw at the end of his playing days, he actually sued the Texans for a, uh, I think, career-ending injury that he suffered there. So that's a, an interesting dynamic. But okay, D'Amico Ryans, Niners defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Texans. Easterby's uh, still around? Houston, is he still doing his thing out there? I think. Oh, we can only hope. Is comedy routine? No, no like, is he still very much involved in the organization? You know what? Like, is... I don't. I want to say he's out, but I actually don't. I actually don't know. I'm trying to remember if he's still involved. I don't think he is. Casario's still there for sure. Casario's definitely still there. Like, we got to do what? What are you talking about? We got to go pop the car. Yeah, it was actually in October that Schefter reported that um, he was fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was completely fired. Yeah, he's out. He's out. They saw his act and they said, you're done. What's up, kid? Uh, 617-779-7937. Trust me, this really has nothing to do with the the athlete that's coming to Boston. It really has more to do with Haim Bloom and the Red Sox. I I saw that the Red Sox dealt away Matt Barnes, and they got back some reliever. And I'm like, all right, whatever. They got back some reliever. Who cares? Maybe he makes the team. Maybe he doesn't. He's a depth piece on a bad Red Sox team. Who really cares? Until I saw what? Richard Blyer, is that his name? Yes. Dick Blyer. Don't call him Rocky. What? I almost called him Rocky. Who is Rocky Blyer? Rocky Blyer's an that, old football that's player. That's like a Hall of Fame football Playing player? In the 70s. An, old, an old-time uh, leather helmet football player? who it feels like he was he could, leather helmet. feels like he could have played in the leather helmet days. Rocky Blyer. Uh, but they get Dick Blyer here. Sounds like a squirrel. From the Florida Marlins, or Miami Marlins, rather. And I remembered who he was when I saw what he accomplished last year. Let's... Let's listen to what he's best known for, shall we? First with the Mets down by three. So if you pitcher a pitcher, how do you approach him? And a balk has been called against Blyer. Didn't come to a full stop. That one pours in for a strike, and it's two and one. Another ball called. Wow. 
So take that pitch away, take a strike away, and it's the second balk of the inning. A flyer who had never committed a balk in his major league career before tonight, and now he's committed two in the course of one at bat. Yeah, that's a strike. He thought it was low. And he called yeah. another balk. So he balks in a run. And now it's six to four. Three balks in the inning committed by Richard Blyer. I have never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah, it's because it never happened. I mean, he'll probably happened. he'll probably never do it again. No, I mean, true. He probably <laughs> never will do it again. He had never done it before that. Three balks in and at bat. Three balks in and at bat. Aaron Dobson never dropped a football. That's unbelievable. I saw this and I'm like, I remember this from like I remember talking about this at the time. When this happened, it's insane. It sounds like a Savannah Banana thing. Like, it does, like, it, it's, <laughs> like yeah. it's an act. No, exactly. Like it's like the a triple balk surprise. They're, they're promoting. He barked on the guy on like, stilts. And then one of the players comes out in a big chicken suit, like <laughs> dancing around. So I, I just I remember this name, and I, I don't care about Richard Blyer. Dick Blyer, Rocky Blyer. I don't care about him. I don't care. I don't care. But it's amazing to me that Hyam Bloom would bring him in. And I know he's just a piece back for the Marlins to take on the Matt Barnes money, which the Red Sox are desperately ditching money for some reason when they should be spending it. They're desperately ditching money. But to me, it still tells you how Hyam Bloom doesn't get the market. Like how he still doesn't quite understand Boston, and we all learned that at Winter Weekend, like how tone deaf all of that was talking about the Red Sox, whether it was John Henry or whether it was Sam Kennedy or whether it was Hyam Bloom, how tone deaf they were getting booed by the fan base and not understanding the lion's den they were walking into. It's just, Hyam, you can get the guy who boxed three times in and at bat in Tampa. No one cares. In Boston, we're going to go, wait a minute, you're bringing in this chump? What are you doing? And he's still... He still doesn't get the market. Like, that's what this move tells me. Don't bother bringing this guy in. He's a bum's bum with three bucks in it at bat. Why are you bringing this guy in? He doesn't get it. It's more about High and Bloom than it is about uh, Rocky Blyer. It's funny because when you said he doesn't get the market, I was thinking, yeah, of course, he doesn't get the market. That's what we learned all last year with him lowballing Xander and everything else and why he had to jump out and be very proactive uh, with Rafi. So he doesn't get the market, and then you're actually talking about he doesn't get the media market, which he threw bombs at from afar when he was in Tampa. He would say, oh, those guys up there are so reactionary. You know, I saw that when I was down in Tampa, and I'm not going to behave that way when I'm in control. And now I, I'm at the point where it's just, it's kind of low-hanging fruit with Haim. You know, I, I'm kind of like... No, it is. It's kind of like Matt Patricia was at towards the end of last season, where you go... He's not good at this, but what are you going to say? He's in the position. He's in the position, so you can get mad at the people who have him in the position. He just is not doing anything right aside from Devers. Yeah, big bets. Again, yeah. And well, I just no. feel bad when I hear him do brutal. his nice word, nice word know, choice. Like his rehearsed speeches and stuff. I feel bad. Nice word choice. I know you were there the next day, Arcan, at the winter weekend, and you talked you talked to him, right? I think I heard yeah. you talking to him. I chatted with uh, him a bit the 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 morning after or the following day, but. You know, I just, he doesn't get the market. He just Those bats usually, now y'all know it. You guys are smart. Doesn't understand. And very handsome. No, we're smart. We're going to figure out the guy had three boxes in a bat, and that's well what he's endowed. down for. And this, this is the piece that you identified. We are smart, and we're going to figure it out. 617-779-7937. So I mentioned one athlete is uh, arriving in Boston. That's Dick Blyer, Richard Blyer, Rocky Blyer, whatever his name is. I barely even know her. Barely, barely even know her. Um, 
Who's the athlete that could be on the way out? Hmm. This, you got to tread carefully here because this is one that's close to my heart. I've heard from listening. You're a, uh, well, this I'll spoil my, it here. You're a Peyton Pritchard stan? This is my son. This really? is my son. Yeah. Peyton Not Pritchard biologically, sent, think, but yeah. Peyton for years, Pritchard. I've had him, I've been waiting for him to blossom. Joe Burrow, Peyton he's Pritchard. He's a troubled simp. teen at this point. And so uh, Peyton Pritchard went on the podcast. Refresh my memory, Ryan. So Whose podcast was this it? This is Andre Iguodala and Evan Turner. Oh, Thank of you. Point Thank forward, you. The Point Forward the Podcast. The Point Forward Podcast, uh, who, of course, said, well, we got to get Peyton Pritchard on the show. And uh, what did he have to say about his future in Boston? Walk me through uh, the next five to ten years for yourself yeah, obviously after i'm done here like after this year i'd like to you know look, hold on wait be part of a stop what happened after you're done here oh yeah <laughs> so you're done here he's A- just you're, after he's done you're here. already you're already one foot out there you're already that, well, on the way that out. could be nine ten fifteen years no 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 he's already he ta- five or ten years he's already talking about future tense go ahead peyton let me done hear it here like after this year i'd like to you after know this look year be part of a bigger role a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you should want that. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so obviously what whoa, I work whoa, wait, for. Wait, wait, Did he say, you, did he ask him if he's sure that he wants No, he that? said you should want oh, that. You should oh, want You should, should want, want Okay, that. okay. Andre yes, Godal, you should want a bigger yeah. role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be part of a bigger role a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you should want that. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so obviously what I work for, and um, I think that's what Brad and them know too. We've had that discussion, but you know, bigger role, Some I want to be part of a winning culture. But I want to also are. really help that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Be a, you know, really, uh, I'm trying to think, like, big piece of that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's the best player on the team or anything, but I want. I don't know what my future can hold unless I can't take that next step. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what it is in five to ten years, but I just want to look back and know that, like, I put my best foot forward. I put all the work in. So whatever happens, I can live with yep. as long as I, I did it my way. Mm-hmm. And so – that's the most important thing to me. It doesn't sound like that's what you care about at all. It, no. it, it doesn't sound like it doesn't matter to you. It, it matters to you very much. You want to play, which I don't. I don't fault him for. But it's just like, it's just another guy on this team who thinks they're a lot better than they are. I didn't realize that was the case with your son. Ad- adopted son. Son, what? What is he? I don't just, know. just straight like my up uh, basketball son. Okay, your basketball son. There we go. I didn't realize that Peyton Pritchard felt this way too. Like I, I understand. Marcus Smart and Grant Williams and, you know, even Luke Cornett with some of the stuff he does bothers me. Like, there's a lot of guys on this team that I feel like don't quite understand their role or think they are a lot better than they are. You know, I used to feel that way about Tatum and Brown, and in fairness, they arrived. But there's a lot of that with this team. Peyton Pritchard's another one. It's like poor Brad Stevens has to deal with so many of these guys on the team. Like, just nobody's happy and everybody wants a bigger role. And it's like, all right, I got to keep Tatum happy and I got to keep Jalen Brown happy. And like, oh, I got to pay Al Horford. And Grant Williams is chirping at me about a new contract. And Marcus Smart never shuts up. And now I got to deal with Peyton Pritchard? You should want that. Well, yeah. The 10th guy on the team, now I got to deal with him. It's like, oh, my God, just, you know, just they should trade him. Get rid of him. <laughs> Like, he, he does he barely even plays anyway. Just get rid of him. This is what I don't understand from what he's saying, because he says that he, he wants said, to be on a championship caliber team He said, team when I'm done, when I'm done after lines. this year, is what he said. When I'm done after this well, year. Well, he wants to be on a championship caliber team. No, he doesn't. He wants to play. But he was on that last year, and they didn't have the depth on the bench in order to beat the Warriors. They barely got there and then passed the Heat 
And then they couldn't beat the Warriors. They had no bench depth. They had no playmaking off the bench. They had no scores off the bench. It was between him and Neesmith, and neither of them could be that guy at that point in their careers. And I don't know what has transpired where now he feels like he is that guy, but the Celtics are a different team this year because they added players like Malcolm Brogdon, who Pritchard just isn't. Like, he yeah. just isn't. So it's a, somebody's got to sit him down and say, you know, look, hun. You can either be on the championship team. I'm saying this as his mom. No, no, I like it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Look, pretty, sweetie. You can, get a, you can get a ring, yeah. and you'll probably get some minutes in there, too. Yeah, and by the way, there's a cheese stick in your lunch. Or, yeah, or you could yeah. be in an apple. you got to eat the apple. Or you can be the seventh, eighth guy and never get past the first round. Yeah, look, like, I, that's what we're talking about. I like Peyton Pritchard enough, dot, 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 until I heard this, and now I'm like, I, well, I don't need to deal with this anymore. The tenth guy is chirping about how he needs to be part of a bigger role on a yeah, championship team. I did it my way. Done. Don't don't don't, don't need any more of it. Why is he quoting Sinatra? He's too young for now. I'm concerned about him. You He's can, quoting when people start quoting Sinatra. I'm like, you can go at the trade deadline. The problem the is the end is near. The problem is you're not going to get all that much for him. You're, he's just a depth piece on you know a middling team. Uh, let's go to the phone six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Sorja is waiting patiently. Go ahead, Sorja. Listen, Jones, all I'm going to say is I'm glad you left the evil empire. I don't know if you remember me. You used to take my calls, and anybody who takes my calls is a friend of mine. Okay. And we're going to get drive their ratings, okay? Okay. We're going to drive them, Let's right? do it, baby. But here's the thing. Celtics, I think what they need to do is, is that we kind of know that, like, it's Tatum's team. Like, there's Tatum's 1A, Brown is 1B, and then, obviously, there's always the third option. But we got to clean out these 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, like, Hey, Pritchard, what have you done? Like, why are you talking? And I think it's great for, like, Iguodala and their podcast. I, I, I'll jump off the train right there. That's <laughs> not that's not, not much of a book Highest there. rated podcast. By yeah, so, I mean, incredible. look, we're playing it, but it's just, uh, again, like just how just how the Blyer thing we were discussing earlier isn't really about him. It's about the Red Sox and High and Bloom, and High and Bloom doesn't understand the market. Uh then it's the same thing here. It's like, I don't really care about Peyton Pritchard. It's just this team has so many big egos that don't really understand their role on the team that it trickles all the way down to the 10th guy. I guess that's my point because that it is rampant on this team. It's rampant. They all think they should get every call. They all think they're way better than they are individually. Sure, yeah. And so, I, look, you may want that, Peyton, but maybe keep it to yourself. And it's just it, when when guys at the top have outside e- sized egos and guys in the middle have outsized egos, now it trickles down to guys like Peyton Pritchard, and it is nauseating it's with the this team. Fifth guard on the team, right? Like, I don't know what you want to do. I don't maybe learn a new position, Peyton. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Grow seven inches, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're his mom. You got to educate him on this. This is, this is up to you. Uh, well, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of the motherly view on things, enough dude talk here, right, Arcan? I'd say, yeah. Like enough guy talk here. What we need is, uh, well, it's it's your turn, really, Megan, to have the floor, right? All right. It's, it's yeah. been it's been too much too much dude talk. It's your oh. turn to really uh, get in a, there and gonna, explain. There's going to be a universal subject we're going to talk about, and I think it's going to paint me in a pretty poor light. I'm going to be honest, but I'm like willing it. to put myself out there for the good of society because yes. I think this is going to improve things for everyone. All right, Megan's going to put herself out there next in Megsplaining. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg-splaining. Meg-splaining. All right. 
explaining the sequel. We're going to figure out a way for people to get involved, too. So that they, so that oh, you, you want, out there, you want them involved? Yeah, I want Just, people. I want people to be able to tell them to get involved. Send They'll in listen their to you. Questions? Maybe you can DM me on Twitter. Don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Oh, you can DM me. That's that's a seltzer, by the way. Too late. I, too I'm late for that. Yeah, the second you said DM me, that's DM me. That's done. not creepy. If you have a serious question, we'll try to answer. Answer. Answer it here. Answer uh, and okay. battle it. I was thinking about this yeah, this morning. Yeah. Do you do feet pics? Yeah, that's a serious we'll question. It. Yeah. So. I was thinking about this this morning. And I tried to come up with something else, but it just kept sticking in my brain. So I was like, okay, I have to go with it. So I checked my mail this morning and I got this card from my future sister-in-law. My younger brother is engaged and I love his fiance. She's wonderful. Really lucky that she's joining the family, especially with my brother. So I open it and it's a thank you note and I'm reading it and I'm like, what is it? It's a thank you note from a birth, a, a Christmas present that I gave to her. She spent part of Christmas with our family and I gave her like a pair of candlesticks like it wasn't an elaborate present it was this lovely but it was two it was a note. pair of can it wasn't just one candlestick because no, that you're not going to get a thank you note for one candlestick no but two I gotta say it made me feel incredibly self-conscious because I, this is why it's going to paint me in a bad light I'm awful at thank you notes like, I just don't do them. I don't even think about doing them. I would never think. I thought back. I was like, did she give me a Christmas present? I'm sure that they did. I would never think about sending a thank you note for a Christmas present. And then that brought me to why are we still doing the thank you notes? Well, not to not to throw your sister-in-law under the bus or future sister-in-law under the bus, but I have a theory why. Well, I can't deal with the thank you notes, especially if if I get something for one of my friends who's just had a baby. You know, you have you have a kid. Yep. Arcan, you have a little giant baby. I do. There's nothing little with about an him. Enormous head. Enormous head. Enormous everything. So I can't think of anything worse than if you have a baby and people give you all these shower gifts or just you know wonderful presents. And then you have to write all these thank you notes to everybody. That's freaking miserable. Like you have a newborn who wants to write thank you notes. And the only people, what do you do with the thank you note when you receive it? You go, oh, that's nice. It sits on your counter for probably 36 hours. And then you throw it away because it's trash. Because it's just a meaningless piece of paper. There is only one circumstance I firmly believe in which thank you notes matter. And that's if you go to interview for a job. Or someone meets you for a networking opportunity for a future job. Because then you can send a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note. Such they'll a... open it and they'll go, wow, they really want this job. No, I didn't know you were supposed the... to do that. Yeah. That just... explains so much. I just Continue. That's the only function that thank you notes serve today. If I, if I were hiring... Like Grandma Bubby So you only do it if it's anymore. transactional is what you're saying. <laughs> Why else are you doing it? <laughs> to let someone know that you're thankful that you gave them the gave no, I said That's thank fine. you when I opened it. It's such a brown noser move. Or why can't you just text? Uh, a thank you note is such a brown noser move. And this is this is what I was going to say. So in a in a, in a a hiring situation, again, this is not to throw your future sister-in-law under the bus. It's just how I feel about this. I'm not hiring this. her as my sister. But I'm saying if you were hiring and you got a thank you note, I'd be like, well, their advisor told them to do this. I wouldn't even take it seriously. I'd like shred it up. I I wouldn't even take it seriously. You'd be offended. I wouldn't be offended. I'd just be like, like, "How dare you thank me?" They're not really saying thank you. They're just they're so easily bought. Yes, well, exactly. Somebody's advisor, their college advisor, just told you to 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 send out a thank you note, so you're just doing it. That's what I I just think it's very transparent and brown nosery. Bring pen and paper, and we don't definitely don't need to bring stamps into the equation. Like you can send me a text; it'd be just as meaningful. 
if, you know, you two weeks it, later, you're send like, her a DM. hey, we just lit the candles you gave us. Look how cute they are. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Like, and, and it just makes me self-conscious because I'm like, I, th- I think back for years. All it was, should I have given her a thank you? Well, thank, you thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What happens now? The bar's awfully high because what happens if you give her a gift next year? You'll give her a gift next year. They're getting married. No, but I'm saying so. Are you going to outdo candlesticks? What happens if you give a gift and then she's like. There's no thank you note. Correct. Then I read into it. I would. Who is. I would. I'd be like, well, the- now the bar's set awfully high. If I'm not getting a thank you note, then they don't like the gift. The thank you notes are a con. Thankless note big, more like it. Big stationery is behind this. <laughs> by big thank you. Yeah, big thank you. Exactly. Big thank you yeah. is trying to make you buy all these pads of paper and their little envelopes that fit the note exactly. Yep, yep. go on. And you know on. who's yep. in on it? The post office. Yes. Because how much do you send in the post office anymore? Yeah, big... Oh, you got to send a handwritten thank you note. How else are you going to do it? Oh, you can't send a thank you note through UPS, nope, can you? Nope, Big pen. That would be really weird. Big pen's probably in on it. And big marker. thank you notes. Big Big glue. return address labels. Next big glue and glitter. Next what other arts see, and crafts things are you doing with you these? You see your mail carrier step up. You say, who do you work for? Yeah, I'm who on do you. Who do you really work for? You work for Papyrus? <laughs> Don't lie to me. Are you with Hallmark? I'm Who's on, behind you? I'm on to you. I know you're I know working hard. I know you're working hard, but I'm on to you. I, 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 I see what you're doing. I know, what you, I know so the angle I you're working. I think we should all agree going forward. I know it's like what your mom said that you had to write to your great aunt when you were 11. You yep. had to say, thank you so much for this basketball. I love my basketball. I'm playing with it in the driveway every yeah. day. You just have to do your we best Gronk impression when you, when, you, when you write your letter to your grandma. Just, yeah. You don't have to do it anymore. None of us have to do it's it anymore. It's going to be epic, man. We've made it all digital. And you know what? If you have a baby and you want to send a thank you note to people for the wonderful gifts that they gave you and the diaper genie or whatever, just send a photo of your baby uh, that just says thank you. My wife handles all the thank you notes. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. She had the baby. Hey, she decided to take that on herself. I did, <laughs> did not. What off- am I supposed to do? Arcan, did you offer? Offer to do the thank you notes? Yeah. No. <laughs> Of course not. Why would I offer to do them? Yeah. You're you part of to. the problem. No, yeah. I'm not. You, you, just said, you just said no one should do thank you notes, yeah. and now I'm part of the problem because I don't do them. Yeah, she he's a, probably came He's a revolutionary. Right. She was like, I'm on your side. oh, I had to write all these thank you notes for the family well, members. Well, you don't have to. You don't you have to. You should have said. What do you mean? You don't have to. You know what? I'll do it. That's what and I then, told my wait, wife. Wait, 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 wait. Because your wife not might not approve of this. You tell her, I'll write the thank you notes. Uh, and then you never do it. Yeah, I, I, I bet we didn't do any thank you notes. I would just about guarantee it. I was like, Kat, don't, you don't have to do this. You know what we don't do anymore? And uh, shockingly, we're getting fewer and fewer of them year over year. Christmas cards? Yes. Mm. We don't do a Christmas card, a holiday card. We don't do it anymore. And, like, we still get them from people, but, like, we haven't done one. In, I'm not saying we're never going to do one again. Maybe we'll throw people a curveball just to keep them on their toes. But we've stopped doing those. Like, I'm out on them. It was kind of tough in the COVID years. Like, here we are in the house. (laughs) So the pandemic wasn't all bad when you really think about it. Well, but what do you mean? Wasn't that the ideal time to just take a family photo and then rifle out the Christmas card? Well, no, because no one had a good year. I feel like the Christmas cards is like, here's what we did this year. No one did anything those years. Nobody liked the way they looked. We did 47 puzzles this month. Well, those, very Christmas. I gained 10 pounds. Those just go right up on my mantle, and then we, you know, they're there for the season, and then they're in the garbage. It's the fanciest trash that everyone sends each other. It's a fancy thank you card. 
That's all no, it is. It's basically no, a thing. No, it's not. It's the like it's Christmas like, cards are a big thank brag. Thank you for being my friend. Still be my friend next year. Christmas I sent you a card. Christmas cards are, I just sent you this brag. You can throw it out whenever you want. Uh, so you see them as braggy. I oh see them my as, God. I see them as like, still be my friend. There's braggier than a Christmas card. They are braggy. I mean, they are. We, we've stopped doing them in the Jones household, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get zero next year. Look how still our kids Adam Jones, say. the definition of humility, after all. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't, I exactly. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to, to feel like they have to measure up to all I've accomplished. Christmas card with the baby. Everyone knows I'm getting laid. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Showing off to everyone that that you thing. You do want to thump your chest about that one yeah. a little bit. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, all right. Well, day two of Megsplaining. I like Thank this. You. I, I like I like personalizing this a little bit. I feel like I feel like not that you need my approval, although she does. But you know, I, for I'm this so, segment, I was so nervous for so your own I'm, for your own cute little good. segment. Tell me I'm good. Not that tell you me need good. approval, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you Can that you have, a, get, you have a man's approval for this. All is what I'm three tell you. men. Yeah. Did you approve of that? Yeah, hundred percent. All three. Yep. The 100%. man in the way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you give me a thumbs up? Okay, yep. thumbs up for the man in the back. Yeah, All right, good. Man, it was all right. Man approved. Meg explained, man approved is what this was. Uh, 617 779 Caught myself that time. That time I caught myself. <laughs> we were close. Uh, we'll get to your feedback here coming up, and we'll get back to the Patriots. Already a coaching disaster at the Shrine Bowl next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.